Saturday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome to Christian Television Network to our platform tonight. Love you all. Libs of TikTok video. Just wanted to show you the state of the country. This was actually put out by the United States Embassy. This is the Biden administration in Brazil. This was put out by the United States Embassy in Brazil. Play it for me, Will. Hi, my name is Mark and I use he, him pronouns. You've probably noticed that more and more people are stating their preferred pronouns when they introduce themselves in social conversations, in classrooms, in the workplace, in their email signatures, and on social media. The reason is simple. There is a range of gender identities beyond male and female. In English, many use he, him, or she, her pronouns, but a growing number of people are using different pronouns like they, them, zem, zhere, her, hers, and am. These are called gender-neutral pronouns. They don't specify the gender of the subject of the sentence, and they exist because you can't assume someone's gender just by looking at them. Words matter, and they are powerful tools to convey meaning and connect more deeply with one another. Making incorrect assumptions about someone's gender, that's a microaggression that could be hurtful for individuals who identify with certain communities, such as transgender or queer communities. So, what's the best way to be sure you're using the right pronouns? Just ask. Asking for and using someone's preferred pronouns show respect and help create an inclusive environment. All right, everyone. So it's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. I'm feeling kind. But before I go out, I've got to pregame. And the only way I pregame is with an ice cold Bud Light. So good. Ah, happy Friday. There you go. Now, uh, just a few comments. That is our actual government-represented embassy in Brazil that's putting out a pronoun video. I mean, the Bud Light thing I put on afterward, I just couldn't resist. But that's actually our government telling people, doing a video. I mean, think about the production of it. Spending, I don't know, thousands upon thousands of dollars to put out a video to the citizens of Brazil about how to use or how to find out what pronouns people want to be called. And he says the best way to know what pronoun people want to be uh, called is to ask them. So we're supposed to go up to people now and ask them, excuse me. You can't even get anybody's attention because you won't know what pronoun to use. You can't go, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir, because that would be an insult to them. Which, by the way, I don't care anything about it because I'm not asking anybody. And I don't care if it is a man just dressed to the nines in women's clothing. I am calling him a him. Period. I am not going to bow to lies. Again, no masking, no vaxxing, social distancing, locking down my church, lying about climate change, lying about electric vehicles, lying about eating bugs. I'm not going to buy into any lying whatsoever. If it's a man, it's a man. If I don't know, then I'll say, excuse me, and just won't say any sort of pronoun or, or uh, gender descriptor whatsoever. But that is put out. I, w- I should have done a montage, but I didn't want to spend the first half hour on this. But we could have done a montage of the CIA's transgender recruitment, the United States Army transgender recruitment, United States Navy transgender recruitment, United States Marine Corps showering requirements where you need to, if you are a female and you are showering with another female who has male genitalia, they have a general order in place for what to do with that. That is the state of our military. While Joe Biden 
is sending trainers over to the UK, over to Ukraine to train the Ukraine how to fly F-16s. So as he sits there and flirts with a two-front war in Ukraine and Taiwan, which is World War III, by the way, and possibly a nuclear confrontation, this is the state of our military, along with the state of our embassies, where they're putting out transgender pronoun requirement or recommend, recommendation videos. That is the state of our country right now, which is really important to, to, to bring up once again. This is why you don't capitulate to tyranny. Put on a mask. Nobody can vote in this election in person. So then it gives the Democrats easy manipulative abilities in the election because nobody shows up because COVID-19, the bubonic plague, number two with a 0.1% death rate, disallows you from being able to vote in person. So now you got this. I mean, we have video coming out of this. Obama wasn't this bad. Clinton wasn't this bad. Bush wasn't this bad. Even Carter wasn't this bad. It's never been like this, where we have United States embassies putting out pronoun recommendation videos with the trans flag behind them. This is official United States government communications. All right, take a look at this. Speaking of fraudulent elections, you notice, I want everybody, this is from News 4. This is from NBC News. This is, this is no bastion of right-wing conservatism out of New York. Nassau County, which is the county that basically surrounds New York City. Human error, and notice the date on the bottom, May 17, 2023. Human error, so it never changes. And by the way, it never goes the other way. Just reverse the descriptors, descriptors in this article. And does it ever go that way? Register, human error turns every registered Nassau County voter Democrat. <laughs> now let's, let's reverse that. Human error turns every registered Nassau County voter Republican. Does that ever happen? Is there ever Republican ballots that are found in a canyon in New York, in, 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 Cal, in Gavin Newsom's California? Ever, ever uh, Republican ballots showing up in the middle of the night in Detroit, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I mean, Pittsburgh, uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Phoenix, the seven cities in the six states. Any Republican ballots ever show up? Ever? No, it's always this way. And then, but you're a threat to democracy if you, if you even question it. And I have a, a video of 20 minutes. I think it's 24 minutes of Democrats denying the the uh, denying elections, D- denying the. Uh, you know, the, the, the validity of, of elections, 24 minutes straight. When they do it, when they are denying the validity of, of elections, it's democracy. When I do it, it's a threat to democracy. Notice the bottom, a spokeswoman, it's the same story every time. Whether it's PayPal, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Google, whether it's YouTube, it's always a mistake, right? A spokeswoman called it an isolated event but we apologize for our mistake, especially to Nassau County officials who bear no responsibility for the problem. But it's funny how, it would, would this ever, if it wasn't discovered by somebody, would we ever know? We never know. And it's never the other way around. It's never the Republicans that benefit from any of this ever. And every single person, I know there's been some isolated cases in the past, but over the last several and really slash many years, the only people convicted of voter fraud, election fraud are Democrats. By the way, if you don't know that people are routinely convicted of this, you just aren't paying attention to the right news sources. Not that you need to be some sort of news wonk, but I'm just telling you, that's why they come come to people like me who have no other life but but to do this. 
So you go and you, it, the, the, every single case that I've, that I've read over the last three years of 15 days to flatten the curve have been Democrats convicted of voter fraud, but you can't ever bring it up. You're never allowed to cross that, that, that imaginary de- dem- democracy line that you say that it actually could have overturned the 2020 election fraud, could have overturned the 2020 election. Well, it could have, and it did. There it is. That's an absolute, we've never had an election shut down in the middle of the night where we stopped counting ballots at two o'clock in the morning. Never had that happen. Never had it to where I go to bed at, eight, eight, at two o'clock in the morning and Trump's up by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania. I wake up in the morning, he's up by 1,200 votes in Pennsylvania. Then there, and, and by the way, when I got up was when they were supposed to be counting ballots again. But from two o'clock to nine o'clock, they continued to count ballots after they said they were stopping the counting of ballots. And you're, we're not supposed to question that. And to question that at all is a threat to democracy. But when Democrats do it, it's, it is democracy. Amazing. But again, this is one of those stories. It never, it never goes the other way. Here's an interesting one. Carrie Lake War Room. It's not over in Arizona. People like move on. If you move on, then you capitulate. You just, you just, if you move on and you just say, you know what? That's in the past. These things have to be legislated, prosecuted. People need to lose civilly and criminally as needed. People need to be prosecuted. These people need to be put under oath and we need to find out what happened. Carrie Lake, the election in Arizona was fraudulent. I mean, just wrought with fraud. People don't like to talk about this, but this is just as much part of the global cabal as vaccine passports and CBDC. It's just as much as part of the the global cabal to have Soros buying and paying for district attorney elections throughout the United States, at least 75 of them. This, is, this election stuff, we're never going to win another election if we don't fix this. There's no moving on because it's never been fixed. You're moving on from a problem that's never been solved. It's never been, unless, unless we change those four things that I've told you about numerous times on this podcast, it doesn't matter whether DeSantis runs, Trump runs, or any other Republican runs, we are going to lose in 2020, and we will never win another national election. We'll win some congressional seats, we'll be carefully controlled by controlled opposition. Because the people that are actually blocking most of these investigations and these forensic audits into these elections are rhino Republicans, not Democrats. It's rhino Republicans that are actually blocking. Unless these things are legislated and prosecuted and people are, 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 are sued for these things and lose their jobs over these things, it's never going to be solved. But unless we solve those four things, which one is election corruption, the other is no message, no money, and rhino Republicans, unless the establishment Republicans. If we don't solve those four things, we are never winning another national election again, ever. Ever. We're just going to continue to have Republicans who are controlled opposition working for the Democrats inside of Washington, D.C. Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, all of those. So you have to get to the bottom of these people like move on. It's It's not old news if the problem's never been solved. If Hillary Clinton has never been prosecuted for the 30,000 deleted emails, can't we just move on? Why do you want to move around, move on from 30,000 felonies? Why would you want, why do you not want James Clapper prosecuted for felony perjury? John Brennan for felony perjury. Anthony Fauci for felony perjury. Francis Collins prosecuted. Rochelle Walensky prosecuted for lying under oath. Why? Why would you want to move on? Because they're going to keep victimizing you over and over again because they know they can get away with it. Carrie Lake War Room video. 
To believe that Maricopa County successfully verified more than 400,000 ballots would mean that they would have to verify signatures in three seconds or less. So in the time that they said that they verified 400,000 ballots, and there's many things that went wrong in Maricopa. Basically, the idiotic, remember those four things, one of those is establishment Republicans. The establishment Republican procedure is day of voting. We don't, we don't ballot harvest even where it's legal. We don't, do, we don't do early voting, which is legal everywhere. Is this, the example that I gave was the latest election out of Wisconsin for the Supreme Court seat. The, our guy running, which by the way, basically turns over Wisconsin to whoever runs for president from the Democratic Party in 2024. Because now they're gonna have, they're gonna have uh, ballot harvesting and mass non-in-person voting, mass early voting without any signature verifications, without any voter IDs, because there's no way to overturn any of that because we've lost the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. The, the candidate that we had woke up the day of the election 150,000 votes down in a statewide election. You're going to win that? I mean, a lot of times you get a statewide election, you, it's really 70,000 is the winner, 48,000 is the loser for a statewide election. And you wake up and you're 150,000 votes down, you think you're going to win? People like, move on. Okay, we can move on, but we're never going to win again. In Maricopa County, you, they, it was all, all the Republicans were all, for, for uh, Kerry Lake to win over Katie Hobbs, they were all counting on day of ballots because there was no early voting for Republicans. No, no ballot harvesting, nothing. So it all had to, it all came down to day of day of voting. So the Democrats, using their controlled opposition, a guy by the name of Bill Gates, who's not the Bill Gates, not Big Bill Gates, not Microsoft Bill Gates, the head of the Rhino Republicans inside of Maricopa County, who runs the Republican side of the elections, I believe he's the the, the supervisor of elections. He just shut down the voting machines. Forty percent of them were down. Strange how that works. They they strangely printed 19-inch ballots that don't fit in to a 20-inch ballot machine. So a lot of those didn't get counted either because it's all about subjecting or, or making, making the day of balloting, day of voting, a lot less. That was the point of it all. Making sure that all of those ballots, as many of them as possible, didn't count. And until we fix it, we're not going to win. It's as simple as that. These, these things that, you know, the Carrie Lake's battle, that she's gone all the way to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court side with her and sent it back to an appellate court. This is where she's in, she's in, in trial right now. The case is going on right now in court. But this is one of her arguments. It says here, and you know, I'll show you the video, that in order for them to have actually counted the 400,000 ballots that they said that they counted would mean that they would have had to verify signatures in three seconds or less per ballot. It's impossible. But here's the video that shows it. Play it for me.
So there you go. And I just want to show you this. I mean, everyone, I mean, obviously you just saw it, but this guy, you're telling me that he's, he's doing signature verifications, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. She's, she's doing like one for every 20 he's doing. He's already at 29. I'll wait for the 30, wait for the number that she comes up that she's doing. You can't see that it's a she, but it is a she. So this person is, is actually count is actually checking signatures. 30, 40 to five, 40 to five, 40 to five. So one out of, she's doing one per his eight, one per his eight right there. And that and one per eight, one per 10. That's what it is. So you honestly believe that these signatures were actually verified. And by the way, we've shown them on this show. You'd have one signature was a straight line. And the next one looked like a, a somebody who's, who's an artist at calligraphy right next to him. And that was the signature verificate, one straight line, then calligraphy, straight line, calligraphy, one letter, multiple letters. This guy, they didn't check any of them. Can we just move? Okay, if you want to move on, we can move on. That's what all the rhinos want. That's In order for you to pass, you can bring it back to me, in order for you to pass as a reasonable person, which again, everybody bows and burns incense to the altar of reasonableness. I want to be a good neighbor, community partner. I want to be reasonable. So I'm going to kowtow to lies, put masks on, buy my EV, say that we can, we can keep the climate nice and safe. Even though it's not a problem whatsoever, everybody wants to be reasonable. So in order for you to be deemed reasonable and be invited to all the cocktail parties in D.C., you have to say, well, I believe that, you know, that there was uh, voter election fraud in the 2020 election and the 2022 election, but, you know, not enough to overturn an election or anything. Oh, that's not enough to overturn an election, what I just showed. Because how many of those people are sitting at that desk doing things like that? Well, you're not checking it at all. He's just he's just scrolling and clicking, scrolling and clicking, scroll, click, scroll, click, scroll. He's not checking anything. Four hundred thousand ballots at three seconds less, or each one. You saw how long it took somebody who's actually verifying the signatures. How long it took her to do it? It's amazing, and people want to just move on. Hey, we're never going to win again then, unless it's Florida where all these elections are secured for now. If Andrew Gillum would have beaten Ron DeSantis, we'd be a mess just like Arizona. Because when you have a spineless little bent over worm like Ducey, Doug Ducey was their prior governor. And now of course it's way worse with Katie Hobbs. It's just gonna, the election fraud is gonna get worse and worse and worse. And they put ours in these different pivotal positions like Bill Gates that aren't really D's, they're Democrats. You're like, that's what our people always, I'm telling you, they're Democratic Party operatives. Mitt Romney is a Democratic Party operative. Ben Sass, now the president of UF, he was a Democratic Party operative. They're run by Democrats. They're put in those places by Democrats. Mitt Romney's not a Republican. Lindsey Graham isn't a Republican. Those people are just simply put into office by the Democrats so that you think somebody is in D.C., fighting for you as they they just make the leftist globalist narrative agenda move forward slower so it's more palatable to you but it's always moving forward it's why we're 32 trillion dollars in debt when republicans are in charge and when democrats are in charge democrats will always say the reason why we're 32 trillion dollars in debt is because we we're not taxing the rich enough 32 trillion you could confiscate 
Every billionaire's billions in the United States, every dime they have, and it adds up to $4 trillion or $32 trillion in debt. So you can, you, can, you can confiscate Walmart. You can confiscate Bill Gates, Soros. You can, I don't know if he's a, a United States citizen, but Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, anybody you could, you can, you, uh, Elon Musk, confiscate all that they have. And it adds up to $4 trillion or $32 trillion in debt. It's because we're not taxing enough. So whenever we, whenever we actually increase taxes, we bring in less revenue. Then whenever we decrease taxes, we bring in more revenue. So it really washes it out. But yet, no matter what happens, we still go into debt. Every, every year, Biden's saying he's lowered the debt $1.7 trillion. Why is it that when he came into office, the debt was $28 trillion, now it's $32 trillion, if he actually lowered the deficit? And his budget's $6.8 trillion, and we're going to bring in $5 trillion worth of of tax revenue. So how exactly is he lowering the deficit? All lies. Everything is a lie coming from establishment Republicans and Democrats. Bold-faced lies. Unless we fix the elections, we're never going to win again. Simple as that. Understand it. We'll win little regional elections. Little one, you'll win some Congress elections because that area will be exclusively controlled and counted by Republicans. But anything that requires a cumulative effort of Democrats and Republicans, we are going to lose unless these people are prosecuted, unless these people are litigated. Now, or we're going to lose. 2024 is only right around the corner. Carrie Lake is doing the right thing. You should stand behind her. All right, moving on to some perverted stuff now, which is the trans movement. I don't care what anybody says. Transgenderism is perversion. Simple as that. I'm not calling a man a woman and a woman a man. Not going to do it. Independent Women's Forum video. New Riley Gaines calls out Katie Porter outside the Capitol. Play it for me. I will say yesterday, um, and this is the first time that I'm telling anyone this story, but I think it's important to tell. Yesterday, I was, of course, in D.C. at the Capitol, and I saw Representative Katie Porter, who a few weeks ago, she's, of course, a Democrat representative from California, um, a few weeks ago, she went on Piers Morgan and was talking about me and said she disagrees with everything that I do entirely because she thinks I'm doing it for clicks and for likes. And so I saw her yesterday for the first time in person. We made eye contact, which she very quickly acted like she was on the phone because she didn't want to address me. But I went up to her and I introduced myself and I said, hello, Representative Porter. My name is Riley Gaines. And, I, and she looked at me and said, congrats on being a competitor. That's what she said. And I said, I want to address something with you. She turned around and bolted, wouldn't even let me get a word out, wouldn't even the disrespect, the audacity to simply turn around and not even acknowledge or take accountability for what she said. Um, and to which once she turned around, I of course followed her. And I said, this is you, this comment you made of me doing this for clicks and likes, that is disingenuous and you know this, you know that's not why I'm doing this, yet you chose to say that. Um, she did not respond and she continued walking away, which I think shows perfectly the cowardice of these people to not even stand behind what you said about me, to say it to my face. That's what I'm seeing across the board, traveling state to state. These Democrats, they can't look me in the eyes and say what they, I don't even think it's actually what they think, to, to say what they're voting, um, the policies they're voting along and telling me to my eyes that they really mean that. She could See, why can't any of these Democrats actually answer a question? Turn around. If it was me, I'd turn around and answer a question. Riley Gaines comes up to you and she says, why is it that you're saying that the only reason why I'm fighting this battle is, so, is for clickbait? It's so I can get likes on Twitter, likes on Facebook, whatever it is, whatever social media platform. Why is it that you're saying that? Because Riley Gaines is not getting rich off of this, so 
I mean, she's her whole, really, her whole life has been turned upside down because she's gone from an all-American swimmer from Kentucky to really being the face of those who are against men competing against women in women's sports and women and men being in women's locker rooms. She's now the face that she probably didn't want that. But Katie Porter, elected congresswoman from California, says the only reason why she's doing this is for clickbait. Well, why don't you turn around and give her an explanation? That's what you said on national TV. It was actually with her and Pierce Morgan on Bill Maher's show that she said it. So why don't you turn around? Why don't any of these people ever answer questions? Look at all the videos, whether it's Justin Trudeau. I know he's not American, but the prime minister of Canada, they all skirt away. They run away. Katie Hobbs never does an interview. I mean, how many months now, guys, have I been talking about it? I'm looking, I'm looking at my guys over here. That I've been talking about this. How, how long has it been since Joe Biden's done an open forum with the press? When's the last time he's done a press conference? He's the president of the United States. Why can't any of these people actually answer a question ever? So here's what Katie Porter, Katie Porter actually said to Pierce Morgan. And Pierce Morgan, you know, sometimes I like him. Sometimes I, he's very anti-gun. Sometimes I hate him. But I don't mean that in a non-Christian way. I'd always be nice to him. But he says some great things. And then sometimes he's just way off. But here's Katie Porter's exchange with Pierce Morgan on Bill Maher's show. Play for me, Will. Nobody, including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be... Should what do you disagree with out of interest? Um, I... Th- I think that it should be up to sporting bodies to make the decisions about who but and what how she should compete. What has she said that's actually wrong? I think that what she has done is try to turn this... We talked about people, you know, becoming... Using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. That's not what she's doing. It's I mean, not? I, I've got no chalk for right Br- against personally, but all I've seen her do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. She, okay, has so she, she actually competed oh. against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. That cannot be right. It cannot be fair. That is something that I... Yeah, losing a race in the NCAA finals by 50 seconds? Races are decided by 0.1 seconds when it comes to swimming. And that's just my own personal observation. I'm calling her Fat Katie for now on. And here's the thing with her. Okay, you know what? It just can come down to just being catty. If you look, if you look like Riley Gaines, who's a beautiful young woman, and this woman here looks like she swallowed Jabba the Hutt. And there she, I mean, it might just be that. Never, never, ever under, underestimate petty jealousy, ever. But it's absolute lies what she said. And it makes, I mean, it's absolutely nonsensical. What she stands for is nonsensical. You want full, fully penis women, fully penis men. Even I'm getting indoctrinalized now. Full, I mean, a, a male, a male vagina and a female penis and all this. I mean, and it, that may bother you, but that's that's your government. That's how they. That's how the United States Marine Corps talks. And I got a Marine sitting right next to me, and he's not happy about it. But that's in the Marine Corps handbook, to where you have to be able to, as a woman in the Marine Corps, deal with a fully penis female in the shower with you. These are the people standing. And by the way, just to bring it up, like I do every podcast, these are the people who told you to mask. These are the people who told you to vax. These are the people who told you to stand six feet apart. These are the people who who locked your churches down. These are the people who told you to quarantine your healthy family. Same people, exact same people. They're absolute lunatics. Why would you ever listen to them? Because they're coming again. Let's go to the next one. Just still part of the the, uh, show here. So I just wanted to show you this because just so you know where entertainment is at. 
You mean, like I said, in order for you to have a totalitarian system, if you're going to have a tyrant, you've got to have a Goebbels. You, you've got to have a Mengele to do experimentation on children, which covers both of these. The Goebbels is propagandist media. Mengele is experimentation on children. So here we go. Here's, here's Megan Fox's son. Here's Hollywood. That's her son, top left, right there. Yeah, that, that's not good. And then the son of Gwen Stefani is right next to him. And here's the daughter of Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. And yeah, he looks like, like, like and that's a she. She is trying to be Justin Bieber. Here's the, here's the son of Adele, the son of Charlize Theron, who's in a tutu, and the son of Naomi Watts. These are the people who are putting out mainstream entertainment. This is why we have to have a parallel society, a parallel economic system. We need to put out our own movies with people whose families don't look like this. And everybody talks right now. I actually meant to put that on the show and I forgot about Ron DeSantis. You can bring it back to me, Will or Aaron. Everybody talks about Ron DeSantis versus, versus, versus Disney. Versus Disney. The reason why Disney, they, they just shut down their plan. Disney just can't canceled their plans for a billion dollar hotel in Orlando. Well, why is Disney canceling and, and allegedly another $11 billion worth of projects? Why are they canceling? Why are they canceling? Because they're getting back at Ron DeSantis. Everyone says, see what happens, Ron, when you do this? No, you know what? First of all, DeSantis is the greatest governor in the history of Florida and the greatest governor in America, period. But second of all, the reason why Disney is not doing these things is because Disney is, has lost $40 billion, $40 billion in the last two years. They lost in the last month or two a, a 1 million subscribers to Disney Plus. That's going down the same path as ESPN Plus. So they're they're hemorrhaging billions and they're firing thousands. They're laying off thousands of people. And they own ESPN. They're, that's why they're canceling all these things. It had nothing to do with them getting back at DeSantis. And they just closed their or are closing their Star Wars hotel. Because nobody's going there because it's garbage. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Well, perfect. Backfired tremendously. Disney fans react to closure of overpriced Star Wars hotel. They put out absolute worthless garbage. That's why Disney can't afford to continue to build their office buildings. They're hemorrhaging billions of dollars because when you look right there, brokenness breeds weakness right there. Get get woke, go broke. That's what's happening to Disney. Simple as that. Listen, you're going to be like Target who's now going to pattern all your advertising for 0.1% of the population? Fine. You're going to be like Bud Light, whose business has gone down 30% in the last month? Fine. Go right ahead. You want want to capture the trans market of 0.1% of the population. Go ahead. Well, you capture the market. I mean, you'll be thoroughly put out of business, but you'll have captured the market. That's all that Disney's doing. Once we put out, we put them on this podcast at least twice of, of Disney producers, people that actually produce their various productions saying that they try to get queer ideology and trans ideology interwoven into the various productions that Disney puts out. That's why they can't afford to build anything because people like us are done and don't ever go back unless they publicly repent. Jesse Waters video, a Seattle homeless task force has picked a child rapist <laughs> to join their board even though one of the board members says that he groped her. Play it for me. It was a normal day in Seattle. Their homeless task force nominated a guy named Thomas Whitaker, 
who goes by Raven Crowfoot, to join the board. Raven is one of the strongest shatterers primetime has ever seen. He's homeless, gay, an American Indian. There's just one problem. Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender, a repeat sex offender, and I have had bad experience with him. So I don't touch you up because we can't disclose people's personal business here, right? Okay. And although that's public disclosure, like we have no right to out anybody in this space. Okay, okay. I thought thinking right? of what like that's just not here. okay at all. Okay. And I won't and stand I for that as a co-chair. No, We're not we don't here do to discover here. people's no. backgrounds. And actually I'm glad that if that is the case that he's here because sex offenders are another uh, population that is most vulnerable that don't have housing. So sex offenders shatter now. This lady's telling the board that Raven Crowfoot is a rapist and they're happy about that. They manage $250 million of mostly taxpayer money. Is Raven qualified for that job? Well, let's look at his resume. In 2010, he was convicted of raping a 13-year-old. In 2012, he was charged with raping a 15-year-old. And then in 2018, cops found him living in a tent with a minor. The guy should be in prison, not running Seattle's homeless task force. Oh, and he even molested the board member who called him out. Watch. He, has, he she has touched me. So if there's a meeting where he's Christina, at, I will not you be need able to, to take this to the police then. Christina, I have. I have. This is not the forum. Stop, Christine. Christine, stop. As the co chair, I'm telling you that you cannot talk like that in this meeting. I will not have that here. If anyone wants to talk like that, you will be muted and even removed from this meeting, board member or public or not. This is about equity. And everyone, everyone deserves housing. I don't care if they're a sex offender. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're indigenous. I don't care if they're a criminal. I don't care if they're coming out of jail, prison. Everyone deserves housing. So everyone's equal. Everyone shatters. Nothing you do is wrong. Nothing. Convicted child rapist, violent criminal, wanted terrorists. We don't discriminate here. We all deserve free stuff and high-paying government jobs. So just a couple questions my producer Aaron was asking. What happened to Me Too? What happened to Believe All Women? You have a woman that just said she was groped by the person that you're nominated to be on your homeless commission, Raven Crowfoot, who his, his resume, as Jesse Waters said, he raped a thir- was convicted of raping a 13-year-old, charged with raping a 15-year-old, and was la- later found living in, te- living in a tent with a minor, a homosexual rapist. The other question that I have is, why are these people still on Zoom? I mean, this was, this was last week, or early, actually it was earlier this week. This is, this is May of 2023. 38 months into 15 days to flatten the curve and they're still meeting on Zoom? It shows you that it's all an interwoven agenda to leverage you into a one world commerce system. The transgenders are all in with the Zooming and the masking and the locking down, the climate change, the gun grabbing and anything and anything and everything else, transgenders. And what she says on there is that sex offenders are some of the most marginalized people in our society? Yeah. You anally rape a 13-year-old? You probably ought to be marginalized. But not, not in Seattle. And that's why the Seattle is dying. 
Million, these people are in charge of millions of dollars for their homeless outreach. They continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And they can't get, they can't hire cops. The retirement rate is through the roof. They can't hire anybody. They're supposed to have like 1,400 cops. They have like 800. They're like 600 down. But don't worry. The Capitol Police are fully staffed. Just so everybody knows. 2,700 Capitol Police officers to guard a two square mile area. Don't worry. They're fully staffed. But Seattle, if you're a Republican and you live there, you better get out, which I don't want to lapse. That's right here is Shaney Colston. That's the woman that you heard screaming the whole time. That's somebody that I'd really want to entrust with millions and millions of dollars. Better get out of Seattle. I had to show you this. This doesn't really, doesn't really um, pertain to the United States, but it really does because this is a parliamentary. This is about Andrew Brigden. Inside, Andrew Brigden is somebody who actually stands up against the entire vax and COVID narrative inside of Great Britain. And here, here he is being attacked by this woman. Her name's Petty Mordaunt. Attacked because um, Brigden has come out and said that the World Economic Forum is trying to push bug eating on people. And as well as he's been anti-vax, anti-COVID, very reasonable. I played his speeches right here on the TLP. Very reasonable, sounds like you and I. But here he is being attacked. So let's look at this woman's accusations, shall we? Play for me, Will. Starting a new campaign uh, to uh, tell the public that uh, this government and its international network of uh, World Economic Forum stooges are encouraging everyone to eat insects. Um, these are outrageous conspiracy theories that the Honourable Gentleman is promoting on his social media and more frequently on the floor of this House. And I would urge him to check his behaviour. So he needs to check his behavior for outrageous accusations. The outrageous accusations that Brigden made was that the World Economic Forum wants everybody to eat bugs. That's his outrageous accusations. The other outrageous accusations that he's made is that the COVID vaccine is killing people and that you're more likely to get COVID if you're vaccinated. You're more likely to die if you get vaccinated, which you are, which I'll get to in just a minute. But is that really the case? So she said these are outrageous accusations, outrageous accusations that Great Britain and their partners at the world, the partners, by the way, partners, by the way, at the World Economic Forum would ever want anybody to eat bugs. So we pulled up a World Economic Forum video to see if Brigden was actually correct. Play for me, Will. Actually, side by side, Aaron, whatever you can. So I just want to show you this because what's outrageous? She talks about outrageous accusations. So the outrageous accusations were completely true. Like you don't think that we're gonna? By the way, of course, this video was taken out, but we already have it stored. Notice who's on there, top right hand corner. It's hard to see. Now you can see it clearly. This is a promoted, uh, produced. World Economic Forum video. Now, they don't want anybody to see this anymore, just like the You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy video that they also pulled down. But she says that it's conspiracy theory. So again, this is an inverted world where conspiracy theories are actually true. And the truth is actually a conspiracy theory. This is an inverted world. She goes up to the podium in a parliamentary hearing in Great Britain in the parliament and actually says that Brigden is lying when the video says exactly the opposite. The audacity of it 
is truly, it's, it's fathomless to me. I don't understand these people. This is exactly what they want is for everybody to eat bugs. It's true. There it is. There it is. There it is. And she gets up and says it's a conspiracy theory. These people are amazing. Let's go to the next one for me, Will. Let's go to Pat Webb. Here we go. Going to the FBI. I know I talked a lot about the FBI this week, did a whole section on the last show, but it just keeps coming out. And I'd already outlined this, but it's just a little more detail. Pat Webb tweet, breaking, Bank of America gave the FBI access to January 6th banking records without customer's knowledge. Uh, that's what you call Banana Republic Gestapo. This is a, this is a Banana Republic that a bank without a warrant they didn't get a warrant for it. The Bank, bank of America surrendered yours and mine. Let's, I mean, I, who knows who it was? I don't, I don't bank at bank, in Amer- bank of America, but just for ease of conversation, they, Bank of America gave up yours and my account information to the FBI. The FBI didn't have a warrant, so they don't have a warrant. They have to get your permission. Did, they, did anybody get a call? Please, if you, if, if you, if, whose, whose accounts were they getting? They were getting anybody who flew into or drove into or bought a cup of coffee anywhere near 1-6 in D.C. That's what they did. Whistleblowers told Republicans on the, going down to the bottom, told Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee that the Bank of America gave January 6th connected bank records to the FBI without customers' knowledge or consent. Those who used their Bank of America accounts to purchase a firearm were reportedly bumped to the top of the list Handed over to the FBI. Banana Republic Gestapo KGB measures. That is where we are at right now. This must be stopped. The FBI must be defunded now, which they can do. You're going to have to do it. McCarthy has to do it. McCarthy probably won't do it because McCarthy still wants to bow at the altar of reasonableness. And just so you know, McCarthy has done a good job so far. He's done a good job. But you can't balance the altar of reasonableness. They must be defunded. I mean, look at this. These are warrantless searches. It's patently illegal. And if you're going to do it, if, if Bank of America is going to, which, by the way, just so everybody knows, what, just so everybody knows, what is the definition of fascism? Does anybody know? Everybody thinks it's Hitler killing, killing uh, uh, the Holocaust, killing all the millions upon millions of Jewish people. That's not, that's not, the definition of fascism. It's not totalitarianism. The definition of fascism is the merging of corporate and political entities. The merging of government and corporate entities. The merging of government and business. That's fascism. Nazi party, national socialist. That's what it is where you're allowed to own a business, but it's under government control. The merging of your commerce system and your government, that's fascism. And that's what that is. Where you have the government getting your bank records without your permission and without a warrant. How many amendments can they violate in one tweet? All right, let's go to the next one. It's spend all night on the FBI, but I just can't. I got to get to some of this stuff. Adam Hughes tweet, breaking on the heels of the release of the Durham report showing Obama's involvement in the election. What was Obama's involvement? He was, he was briefed on August 16th, a month and a half prior to the launch of Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which was the collusion hoax narrative. He was advised 
on August 16th, a month and a half prior to the launching of that investigation, that this was never happening and that this collusion narrative was a hoax made up by Hillary Clinton. Briefed by the CIA director, John Brennan told Barack Hussein Obama that this is a Hillary Clinton-generated Perkins Coie hoax. And what did he do? For the next five months that he was in office, he pretended like it was real and spent $42 million in the, in the, well, I know that it was Trump that ended up hiring Mueller, but this is the only reason why he did was because at this time, all they had to do was say, this is, a, this is all a hoax. Bring, you know, we, we'll, just, we'll cover up the hoax. It's just hills. It's just hills being hills. But we're going to just let it go. We know it's a hoax, but we're going to, the FBI, by the way, Comey's in there as Comey gets told that it's a hoax. And then he launches an investigation, not into the people who are committing the hoax, but are, are actually launching the people who are the subject of the hoax. So he knew a month and a half prior to the collusion hoax investigation that it was a hoax. Involvement in election interference in the Russian collusion hoax in 2016. Russia has banned the disgraced president from entering the country. So he's not allowed to enter the country. Everyone talks about Russia, Russia, Russia. The people who have made Vladimir Putin, who Vladimir Putin is, is this guy. The endless Russia does this and Russia does that. Russia interfered in our election. So does everybody. Russia, in the, in the 2016 election, Russia gave $200,000 evenly split between supporting Hillary Clinton and denouncing Hillary Clinton, supporting Donald Trump and denouncing Donald Trump. So basically, hundred grand for each candidate, both for and against them. That's what it was. Right, let's go to the next one, Will. Daily Mail. Cocaine dealer who has, I just had to throw this in because I saw it. Look at the data on the bottom. It's from yesterday. Cocaine dealer whose life, look at the, the cocaine dealer. In pictures with Dick Durbin, uh, Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren, and of course, Barack Hussein Obama. Cocaine dealer's life sentence was commuted by Obama in 2015. Is charged with shooting female passenger during road rage incident and leaving her brain dead. The victim is not expected to respond, to, uh, to survive. Great job by the Democratic Party, as always, has put us into the situation where our court system, our judicial system, is in the state that it's in right now, both federally and in local blue jurisdictions. An absolute mess. All right, let's go to the next one. Alex video I have to show you this just on the state this I, I know that I digressed into a non-FBI issue but I had to show you this video it's older video it's Clay Higgins confronting Christopher Ray about what happened on 1-6 I'll let the video speak for itself play it for me Will. does it does the FBI have confidential human sources uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when- Even are, now, because that's what you I, told us two I years ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be I a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters position inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my 
decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentleman's time has expired. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol prior to the breach of the Capitol? Uh, that should be an easy, uh, of course not. Did you have any FBI agents that instigated felonies inside of the 1-6 crowd? They refused to answer. That should be, of course not. It's got nothing to do with an ongoing investigation or protecting an ongoing investigation, which, by the way, is two and a half years old. So everything that you're going to investigate has already been investigated. So releasing information like the uh, 30,000 or however many, how many 14,000 hours worth of, of video footage can't dam- damage an investigation that's already been concluded. But yet they keep using it so that they can hide the truth and continue to convict people of crimes they didn't commit and sentence them to sentences that are way above any proportionality whatsoever. I have to show you this. This is the state of law enforcement. State of Democratic Party jurisdictions. Just side by side this one for me, guys. Wall Street Silver video. This is the last Walmart in Portland, in North Portland. This is it. They're done. They're finished. And Walmart is leftist. They're finished. You can't survive. Walgreens pulls out. CVS is pulling out. Walmart is pulled out of, I believe it was Chicago, certain areas of Chicago. They're done. You can't make money when people can walk in there with construction garbage bag, contractor bags, and fill it up full of $1,000 worth of gear because you can't be criminally prosecuted for anything under uh, anything under $900 worth of stolen uh, merchandise. You can't, you can't survive. You can't make money with that level of theft. It's over. And you see, you, and all these people right now, whether it's Chicago or New York, all these people that voted for Kathy Hochul, voted for Lori Lightfoot, Voted for the next mayor of Chicago. It's even more to the left of Lori Lightfoot. I never thought that was impossible until I saw that guy. They have to live with the consequence. Just because you score political victories does not mean that you're going to be spared from the repercussions of the leftists that you vote for. And this is it right here. Enjoy it, North North Portland. Enjoy voting for Ted Wheeler over and over and over again. You have no stores. Do not move to Florida. Don't want you. We have all of our Walmarts here. None of them are closing because we have Ron DeSantis. You have Jay Inslee. Congratulations and enjoy. All right, let's go to the next part. We'll do a little COVID stuff here. I had to show you these 11 picks. Just scroll through them, Will. Here we go. I just wanted to do this. Never forget. Never forget. I don't want people to forget. This is where we lived over the last 33, 38 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. This is what they put upon us right here. Don't forget this stuff. Never forget this. Is what, look at that one. That's my favorite one. Look at that. Tell me how any of this makes any sense at all. Never forget these people. This is not that long ago. And if, so everybody knows, if it were possible, they'd still be doing it now. And Nancy Pelosi, with none of those, you can quit now. None of those, none, the picture of Nancy Pelosi, of course, getting a haircut. She's supposed to be masked. She's not allowed to be there. But of course, none of them actually obey their dictates. You got Gretchen Whitler, Whitmer, wretched witless vacationing in Florida, making sure that she's vacationing away from her own dictates. Newsom does the same thing. They all do it. But they would have all of us hugging each other in plastic bags if it was up to them. Wretched witless where you can't buy paint. What does that have to do with COVID? It has it's never had anything to do with COVID. It's only had to do with controlling you. Here's just a good, I just want to show you, all of this was about a culture of death. Listen, if, they're an, if you're an abortionist, you are an abortionist 
from the moment of conception, not to the moment of birth, but to the moment of somebody's death. That's who the globalist left is. They will kill people. They don't care about it. Because if you can kill somebody in the womb, you can kill them outside the womb. And that's what happened at the beginning of the COVID-19 situation. Like, move on. You can't move on until you prosecute, until you litigate. Make people pay for what they did or they're coming back to do it again. Here's Janice Dean. Play it for me. Our grief and our confusion turned to anger in the days and weeks afterward when we learned how elder care homes were turned into death traps. Over 9,000 COVID positive patients were piled into facilities for 46 days and no one told the families. Three years later, we still don't know why. Our former disgraced governor, Andrew Cuomo, said more than once that COVID inside of nursing homes would spread like fire through dry grass. He knew the elderly were the most susceptible, and yet he let it happen. He lit the match, and he set the fire. All of us here today would like to know the origins of where the March 25th order came from and why nursing homes were prohibited to test incoming patients. It's also worth mentioning that while care homes could not have access to tests, Andrew Cuomo's friends and family were secretly able to secure tests and use state resources to quickly find out the results. The other question we have never had answered is why weren't the facilities provided by the federal government ever used? There were thousands of empty beds in the Jacob Javits Center, the USS Comfort Ship, and other several ad hoc hospitals, while nursing homes were packed with sick people. It was recently revealed that a U.S. Navy admiral on board the Comfort Ship, quote, begged the Cuomo administration to send patients to the nearly empty hospital ship docked on the Hudson River during the height of the pandemic. But instead of helping, quote, his pleas were met with politics and paranoia. Many couldn't see their loved ones before they died or have wakes or funerals. Instead of doing his job to protect our families, the former disgraced governor was busy getting his staff to write a $5.1 million book with various awards, including an Emmy, and blaming everything and everyone else for the mistakes that he made. He likes to say our advocacy is political, but not one grieving family I have met here has told me who they vote for. All we've ever wanted was to have a fair bipartisan. Right, we'll go right to the next one. Do it, put it side by yes, put it side by side. There you go. So official report. I'm going to go through. This is this, I want to just go through how much death happened at the beginning of COVID from all these people that are deemed experts. Like he gets uh, Cuomo gets an Emmy for how great he was. He was America's governor. Remember? Well, here's he was. They were getting hundreds and hundreds of ventilators delivered to to New York. But an official report now, ventilators killed nearly all the COVID patients that were put on ventilators. So I have a list here. So ventilators killed, isolation killed. These are all what the experts said to do. Nursing home policy killed. Remdesivir killed. The vaccine is currently killing. Masks killed. Quarantines killed. Not allowing hydroxychloroquine killed. Of course, Remde- not allowing not allow- allowing ivermectin killed. Not allowing monoclonals killed. All that these people, because if you're an abortionist inside the womb, you're an abortionist outside. If you're an abortionist inside the womb, you're an abortionist outside the womb. Look at all the death, and it continues on today. Back here Tuesday night at 8.30. Love you all.
If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. Ambient noise is not unbelief. It's what causes unbelief. There's a war going on, but I see, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Romans 7, 23 again. What's warring against the law of your mind is ambient noise. What's challenging the law of your mind? The law of your mind is faith. Whatever is challenging faith to you is noise. It's ambient noise. Ambient noise is often what you don't coherently hear. It's things that you don't necessarily know are challenging your faith. Listen, it is not an option. It is imperative that you identify the ambient noise in your life. Imperative, because there's a war that's going on.